0: There's a lot of old time LinkedIners who don't really like this, but I think it is important because the world has changed is this whole element of personal branding. It's not just about posting, um, you know, business content. Business content is is still the, the primary but you've got to also show your personal brand your personal side you've got to show the kind of person that you are and people go oh yeah it's only for b2b or it's only for b2c or it's actually h2h it's human to human so people want to build relationships on that platform
1: Here we are. Welcome back for another episode of the ultimate marketing podcast with myself, Vish, and the absolutely formidable Sarah Cox. We have got a very special episode lined up for you today. We have got a very special guest who's joining us for our podcast today. Now I don't have the soundboard, so I can't give them a round of applause or a drum roll, but we're going to, we're going to see. Simi- Is it going to be hit Is a drum roll? Perfect, and hopefully that's been recorded in the audio as well. Uh, but we've got a very special guest with us today who is none other than our very own Danita Patney. Give are a round of applause, everybody. Yay, awesome. So great to have you on our podcast, <laughs> Lee.
0: It's so weird, isn't it? Like you said, I didn't actually realise how weird it was going to sound when you didn't actually include me in the intro at the beginning right? and just included Sarah, and I was like, eh? What about me? What about yeah, me?
1: Exactly. You're a special oh, no. guest. You are you are special guest with the mostest, right? So we're gonna uh, we're gonna be talking about you today, D. We're gonna be peeling back the layers on that onion that is called D and figuring out all the different um, facets to your uh, to your brand and and to what you actually do for your clients. Now, obviously, we know you as our LinkedIn queen, the LinkedIn expert, the LinkedIn lady. Whatever you wanna like do, yeah, go and just like expand <laughs> that out, right? But I, I think it's 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 this is great because you know not not only are we bringing on other special guests from uh, our our you know colleagues and our friend circle professional circles that we're in but this is a great way for people to kind of get to know what you're all about as well. So um, I think the first thing to do is jump straight into it and um, find out your backstory and how you got to where you are today uh, at this pinnacle of your career, which is obviously the ultimate marketing podcast. Like, how, do, how do you happen to find us here today?
0: The pinnacle of my career wow gosh uh so yeah as you say so just uh, you know I am uh, very much today known as the LinkedIn queen I'm a multi-award winning speaker TEDx speaker coach mentor trainer all of that kind of stuff and I also run uh the LinkedIn lab which is a an agency that basically helps um experts, uh, entrepreneurs, business owners within service-based businesses, uh, especially who have an audience on LinkedIn. So they know that their clients are sat there somewhere, their prospects are on LinkedIn. I help those people um, use LinkedIn, leverage that platform more effectively because it really is a platform like no other, as in, It's different from the Facebooks and the Instagrams and and the TikToks of the world. So therefore needs to be used with a little bit of a different mindset, a different marketing mindset. So, yeah, so I help them attract leads, opportunities, career opportunities. It depends what they're looking for. Um, But that's what I do. And and, uh, both through the agency, which is obviously done for you. But we also then have um, Done With You, which includes training and workshops, um, et cetera. So, yeah, that's what I do. I help people get leads from LinkedIn without sounding salesy and sleazy and spammy. Oh, no, actually, no, they sound salesy. They just don't sound spammy and sleazy. That's yeah. me. Um,
1: that's really important to to kind of distinguish between as well, right? But. We're going to come and touch on that later. All I want to know—is the backstory? Like, how did you become the LinkedIn Queen? How did you don that crown and take that scepter in your hand and become the Queen for LinkedIn?
0: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, how you fall into things, isn't it? And we've talked about all three of us, like maybe, you know, there's a lot of familiarity that creates a rapport and how people get together without them even knowing. So, um, you know, it was really by accident. So I, I actually had a um, very, I mean, I, I was a journalist in my early days. I so know. I worked for magazines, newspapers. Um, I did some radio out in Canada because I migrated mm-hmm. to Canada. Did some radio and TV out there. Um, but I just couldn't land myself a high flying job and be the next Davina McCall. So, um, so then I was like, okay, I need to make some money. I came back into the UK cause I actually just missed the UK. M- UK is my home. Uh, and I really missed the, uh, you know, I was born and bred in London as well. So. Canada was a little bit too slow paced for me so I moved back here and um, six months later after something like 200 rejection letters from different media outlets I uh, fell into recruitment um, where I was then recruiting journalists for other companies so I remember thinking then oh I'll do a little bit of you know I'll just find myself a job through that but I actually made so much money in recruitment that I couldn't leave the job for a for a low pay I couldn't leave that industry for a low-paid journalism job, uh, which they were at the time. And then um, it obviously through my world of recruitment, when LinkedIn became a platform, which was around the 2006 mark, I think it was, 2005, 2006, uh, when it was launched, um, I think I joined it in 2007. And at that time, it was a very elite platform. You know, you had to have people's email addresses if you wanted to connect with people. It was very much like you only connect with people that you know. And even today, the LinkedIn police, the LinkedIn police prefer (laughs) you to be that way, but um, but obviously it's changed now. So yeah, so I was I was using LinkedIn, and then over the years, it became a a great platform for recruiters to, you know, um, to really poach individuals, um, candidates. Um, specifically for jobs, so it became a platform that was very much known for hiring uh, or, you know, recruiting uh, candidates. Um, and when I started using it unintentionally, because obviously I didn't just wake up one morning and go, "Oh yeah, one day I want to be a LinkedIn trainer." Um, unintentionally, my recruitment career, I was using it in a way where I was like, "I don't, I don't just want to post jobs." Let me just talk. You know, let me find out what my what's happening with my clients. Let me comment on their posts if they've won an award. Let me look at p- potential prospects that I could see, either were hiring or I could find the MDs of a particular company, so I could get to the decision makers. So I was starting to just use it as a personal branding platform, especially being in recruitment, which is a very um, saturated market in London. So I thought, let me just use it differently. And so I used it as a content branding tool and I started to get candidates coming to me. I started to pick up clients. So, you know, that was all well and good and that was fantastic. And then whilst I was still in recruitment, so I was in a full-time job, corporate career, like the two of you, I was... um, you know, I then got into, thanks to my uncle, he took me, uh, to a, a three hour or half a day personal development event. I'd never known anything about personal development. I knew training because obviously people used to train us at work, but I didn't know what personal development was. So I turned up at an event called, um, create the life you deserve by Andy Harrington, um, which many of us know. And, um, And then I never left the world of personal development because um, through Andy, I then, I was still working in a full-time job, but I was, um, you know, I trained as an NLP practitioner, master practitioner, trainer. I then use that in my full-time job to train my teams, to train other people. My own results really increased. was like to, you know, become top biller in everything that I was doing. So all of that was happening whilst I was in a full-time job and it was only... It was and then when I left my job I didn't know what to do so still LinkedIn was still never a thing it was never like oh yeah I know LinkedIn let me teach people I just did not think of it as a, a teaching tool so then I started to train recruiters when I started my business in 2012 train recruiters on how they can be better at the job how they can communicate better all of those things and then um, it was only and, and I was and then I did and I completely left the world of LinkedIn because I didn't think it was right for a entrepreneur until someone pointed it out to me and said, Hey, have you ever thought about, you know, also continuing to promote your business? So I kind of changed my profile. Um, I remember a, a company finding me a a recruitment company, finding me on LinkedIn and telling me that, you know, actually it was only because they delved into my profile and saw that I had done some training that they contacted me because otherwise they would have just missed me. And, um, and, and that contract was worth 25 K when I, when I first started my business. So it made me realize that I needed to do something with my profile, update it. So I started to make changes and then I thought, right, I really need to learn this for my own business. So I started to learn about LinkedIn marketing, how best to use it for lead generation, as opposed to finding a job. And um, and yeah, just self learned, and as well as learned from experts, and then realised that there were a lot of people in the entrepreneurial world that I was now in who also wanted some help on LinkedIn, and that's how kind of it happened. Sort of around 2017 was when I first kind of held my first ever LinkedIn workshop. Um, wow. yeah, 2016, 2017. So yeah, it yeah. wasn't until then that I thought, oh. The, I, there's a gap I could do this I can help people because I've done it myself I've done it for myself and now I can help others so yeah, yeah. long that was a very short story long <laughs>
2: <laughs> and how really would you? Short work with now because I mean like it's interesting actually just before you answer that question it's interesting how we've all like started off in a corporate world and then found the thing that we're really passionate about and we would do today that's like yeah. a common theme across all of us isn't it but yeah. who do you so if you had to like say to everyone listening who you work with so they're really clear like who's your ideal client
0: yeah so the ideal client from a broader sense is is the same client as in they are entrepreneurs business owners um uh individuals who are looking to attract leads from LinkedIn and they must be in a service-based business. Uh, But the business is split into two. So I have the agency, which is a LinkedIn done for you agency. And that really is for people who have um, no time, but they have the money because LinkedIn is a platform where you can't just, it's not just about putting an ad out and getting the leads in. Yes, you can run ads on LinkedIn, but LinkedIn ads aren't the best use of your money and energy and time. So, because LinkedIn is very much a nurturing platform, you have to build relationships. You can't just sell, sell, sell on that platform. So they've got to build that know, like, and trust. And that's why it's great for building a personal brand. So the done for you agency, we help you build your personal brand. So we'll do your profile makeovers for you. We'll then help you with your content because a lot of, you know, content is king on LinkedIn. It's actually king, queen, and Jack on LinkedIn. It's all of those, things and then um, it is about you know reaching out connecting and growing your network we've all heard that phrase haven't we like your network is your net worth so it is about growing it and it is about making sure that you you don't do it by just simply wanting to sell 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 so we help people who just don't have the time to do the content or to you know have the time to sit and actually find their own people their their ideal prospects on linkedin so we do all of that for them we also help people who want to run webinars and we actually do LinkedIn events for them and all of those things. So that's the done for you. And that that's for people who are, again, still in service-based businesses. So if you are, if you are a product business, we can't help you, or we, we don't help you. If you are a business that is, um, you know, a mainly um, a business to consumer, not ideal, um, so really business to business. So that's for people who don't have the time, but know that their audience are on that platform um, and want to be seen, be heard, and be authentically them. And then we've got the done with you, and that's again for coaches, consultants, mainly speakers, trainers, uh, who are very similar to you, Sarah. Actually, your audience they they you know they are either. They know who their audience are. They know that the audience are on LinkedIn, but they just don't have the money to have somebody do it for them. So they want to learn it themselves. They want to be authentically. They want to get over the blocks that stop them from being visible. So we help them be visible, uh, and that's kind of the two areas uh, of our business. And then, obviously, there you know from, from a training point of view, especially with the done with you, I also help. Um, you know, there might be sales and marketing teams that want somebody to come in and just train their teams within organizations uh because they have a b2b business and they need to use linkedin more effectively Hmm. so yeah so those are kind of that's how it's kind of split um but product base um consume a business to consumer direct not ideal um so we don't help those businesses makes
2: makes sense
1: sense. yeah Yeah. perfect sense and in Mm. terms of like in, in terms of linkedin what have you found um how have you found the platform's changes? It has changed, right? Where people oh, would think okay. they'd go online and just slap their CV on there. So now it's it's so so much more advanced. Like I I get notifications on LinkedIn people posting stuff. Like what have you found that the like the major shift has been on LinkedIn?
0: Yeah. Uh, The major, major shift, and I think there's a lot of old time LinkedIners who don't really like this, but I think it is important because the world has changed, is this whole element of personal branding. And that's about, you know, um, the shift, massive shift, especially over the last five to eight years, um, uh, you know, from the time that this podcast goes out. um, For the last decade, it's really shifted in that it's not just about posting, um, you know, business content, business content is, is still the, the primary, but you've got to also show your personal brand, your personal side. You've got to show the kind of person that you are because the one thing that hasn't changed about LinkedIn is a human centric platform. So human to human, people go, oh yeah, it's only for B2B or it's only for B2C, or it's actually H2H. It's human to human. So people want to build relationships on that platform. Here's where I, I might be slightly different to other LinkedIn coaches and trainers in that, I remember in my recruitment days, I used to we used to cold call companies, ask them if they wanted our service, and if they did and they would give us a chance, we would still do the whole, you know, here are here are the you know, here are the pains, here are the problems, all of that kind of stuff. But the relationship would be built based on us delivering a great service. So when people on LinkedIn say you shouldn't sell, I don't agree with that. I think that as business owners, we all have one commodity that we cannot get back. And that is time. So when people on my in my DMs, they start doing the whole, oh, so how, how's, you know, what are your, what are your future? What are your plans for the next quarter? Now I know that they're trying to build this like conversation chatter with me, but I would rather them just say to me, Hey, look, this is what we do. Is this of interest to you? Because I don't have time to have that conversation all the time. And also, I know why you're starting that conversation with me, because you want to at some point tell me that this is your service. Business people aren't stupid, right? Yeah, yeah. So the way I look at LinkedIn is you you build relationships and your personal brand and know, like and trust through content. You put really great value driven content out there. You share insights, you share Um, you know, you comment on other people's posts. You might even thank people in the DMs for posting on your, on, you know, uh, commenting on your posts. So there is that little bit of nurturing, but there is also the ability to kind of go, look, this is my network. Let me reach out to them and see if they need my services, or let me at least tell them what I do. Um, So I think there's been a real shift uh, in two ways. One is about, you know, people, Putting more content out there, showing themselves up a little bit more, being more personable, uh, and it's not just business, business, business. Um, whilst also relating what they do to business, it's all about value. You do put a lot of content out there on, on value. Um, but the shift that I think people are scared of making is this shift of it is still a business platform. It's a one platform where you can talk about business. So don't be afraid. Don't spam people don't sell to them the the minute the minute that you connect with them but there are ways around selling on linkedin that still works well and doesn't involve the pretend i just want to get to know you but not sell to you because that's not true mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah. like, deal with it. It's not that's true. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yes, you can build and nurture relationships, but you can also do it by telling people what you're an expert in, so they get to know you, and also pay and still pay an interest in them, and find out if they're the right person for you. There's got to be that nurturing in there. That's my rant.
2: <laughs> I,
1: I was going to say that is a bit uh, that's a bit heavy for a podcast, but no, but it, it makes sense. Like you, you can tell, right? And it's something you said as a business owner you know where that conversation's heading right yeah so like what is what is your top like top x number of things to do to make it to make it genuine uh and also to have your outreach um connection whatever you want to call it uh, done in a way whereby look you're creating value but you're also like i, I will sell to you and you've just got to be okay with it right like, what yeah. what are your top x number of tips for that
0: well i think first of all what you need to do is um you know, understand what, what your, that, that, what the platform is around. Right. So, and, and, and then do the things beforehand before you even start doing the DMS and all of that kind of stuff. So first of all, get your profile done, get your profile done and written in a way that speaks to your ideal client. So don't let it be just a CV or the first time that you ever put your profile up there. Like I get so many people going, oh my God, I haven't changed my profile since I first put it up. (laughs) So your profile is the backbone and this is your personal profile, not your company profile. It's the backbone of your LinkedIn marketing. So you want to make sure that you put your profile and optimize it. Keywords, um, you know, tell people what you do, the work experience should not be, oh yeah, I'm a team player and I'm great with communication skills. It t- Talk about your services, um, you know, get recommendations, great banner, background banner, massive marketable asset. So think of it as a landing page, which you two will be familiar with. It is your landing page. You know, your headline is a key piece of, um, work. Like I put, I change my head and you've got to change your headline as your offers or opportunities arise. So I know that I've got two places or three places left on my LinkedIn workshop, the last one of this year, and in, which is happening in September. I put a post, I put, I changed my headline to reflect that. And I got a DM from somebody straight away. So, yeah. you know, those are the kind of things that you need to be doing. So that's that, content, be consistent. The great thing about LinkedIn is you don't have to post 10 times a day. You can post just once and you can do two to three times a week as long as you are consistent. You can even start with once a week if you want to, you know, if you find it too uh, strenuous. Um, you know, we have a we, uh, some of our, most of our clients will do it three times a week and that's what we do for our clients. So, But even if you just wanted to do it once, but the great news is be consistent and you, uh, you only have to do it once. And there's algorithms that will you know that we help our clients with in terms of what kind of content does well right now. Once you start doing that, people get to see you because you're more visible. And that's the key thing. Because then the visibility then takes you into the DMs. Start connecting with people. Don't just wait for people to connect to you. Reach out to your ideal prospects. We talk a lot, don't we? And the three of us do about ideal mm-hmm. client, ideal prospects. Use that search thing at the top, (laughs) the search box, not thing, the search box at the top so that you can then start searching for your right people, user filters, all of that kind of stuff. And when you search for them, obviously connect with them. You don't even have to send a long connection message. It can be, I'd love to connect, make it short, simple, sweet, because statistics have shown there is no difference in the acceptance rate between a message and a non-message. So you, you know, as long as you're connecting with the right people, because they'll come in and have a look at your profile. So then they'll go, Oh, this is the kind of person that I want to connect with. Then the second message really should be thanking them for connecting and then potentially giving them something of value. And that could be not necessarily a lead magnet, but something that is just a document, a PDF, something that they can keep they don't have to exchange an email address for it. And then You can, and then it's about asking questions. So further messages can include, you know, oh, how did you find that document? You know what? And then you can sort of start to talk a little bit about, about what you do. Hey, how did you find that document? You know, a lot of our clients found that when they read that, this is what happened. uh, And that's exactly what we help for, what we help, you know, people do. So just let you know, tell me a little bit more about what you do. So it's doing those things and then having a call to action of some sort to get on a call or have, have a meeting of some sort
2: that makes sense you know you mentioned earlier about you've got um a training coming up in September and you've got three places can you just tell us a little bit more about that because there may well be people listening who would like to attend that so it'd just be good to know who that's for
0: and what you're covering on that event so obviously if you are listening to this and this date hasn't happened yet then yeah then <laughs> Uh, obviously, um, but if it's gone past this date, then you won't be uh, uh, available available for it. So, but in that two day, uh, it, uh, the one that I'm doing in September is a three-day training. It's my last three-day ever wow. because I'm stopping this particular three-day training. And the three-day training is an implementation training. You come in day one, we do your profile and you get feedback. We do it live. So it's not just, oh yeah, I'm going to learn everything. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a key thing about any kind of social media training, I think is that you get all excited, don't you, when you come to a training and you learn all of the theory and then you go away and life gets in the way. So I specifically made my LinkedIn training an implementation one. So... You come in, day one is just about your profile. Day two, we then go into content and messaging and all of those kind of things and promotion. And then day three is very much around understanding what all the different features are of LinkedIn. So whether that be hashtags, company page, um, uh, LinkedIn events, all of those things. So you know how to use what and what's right for your business, etc. So you you walk away with a full-fledged marketing strategy. Obviously, if you are listening to this after September, because the date for that is September 20th to the 22nd. But if you are listening to this podcast after that date, um, because obviously we don't know when our podcasts are going to go out, um, then you want to ensure that uh, from next year onwards or from at the end of this year onwards, it will be a two day training. So the profile training will be separate and then the two day training will just be about the marketing so that's how it's going to change.
2: Excellent, excellent. Well, let's hope some people listening go. Yes, I really <laughs> need that. <laughs> yeah, it's fundamental, exactly. isn't it? Like, I, th- I think people underestimate how important the profile is. They'll just yeah. put something up there to get their LinkedIn profile done, but actually, it's your it's, it's your marketing space, isn't it? It's like it's not yeah. market yourself and really talk to who you want to help and how you help them.
0: Yeah, I think that's and that's clear. Yeah. And that's the biggest mistake, Sarah. Like that is one of the biggest mistakes that they make is just not looking at their profile as a marketable asset. Mm. And also it goes back to the time thing. So one of my really good, um, um, clients, uh, Ray, Ray Howlett. He, um, he, he, he's done the training with me as well a couple of years back and more recently he just came to me and he's like, he's doing one of my LinkedIn event things as well, but he came to me and he's like, can you just do my profile for me? I don't have the time. He's a health and safety uh, consultant. So if you're listening to this and you need a health and safety consultant to come into your company, go and contact Ray Howlett. He's amazing. But, um. Ray was just, uh, you know, I did his profile. We, we got it done within literally a week um, and uh, sent him uh, all of the information, did his banner, did, did his headline, did his about section, his work experience, everything. So it looked marketable. It looked like a landing page. And it spoke to the right people, the keywords, all of those things. So he comes up on more searches. We changed mm-hmm. the banner at the back as well. And he literally came back and he was like, oh, my gosh. He goes, first of all, that would have taken me ages to do. And yeah. he goes, it just... It, it sums me up perfectly. It sums what I'm all about and how I want to serve my clients. So that profile, because it's the first place they'll look. Even people, if you're connecting with people, they'll go and check your profile out. Mm. If um if it's well optimized, when people search for you off of LinkedIn, i.e. on Google, it'll be your LinkedIn profile that comes up first. So, and I think this happened to you recently, didn't it, um, Sarah, where like somebody was searching and, and they found you because of your LinkedIn profile.
2: Absolutely. That's a brilliant story. Like somebody was Google searching for someone to help them with email marketing and my LinkedIn profile came up in the Google search. So she went onto my LinkedIn profile and read about me and then contacted me and booked in a call.
0: Yeah, so and and, and that's the power. Because LinkedIn and Google are like in a marriage together. <laughs> so, so it just works because the SEO element of on LinkedIn is just phenomenal. So it's a platform that people underestimate and underuse and um and and they don't realize just how powerful it can be. Um so yeah, it's uh, you know, I love the platform.
2: Yeah. As you can tell. <laughs> uh, we can tell you're super passionate about it, which is amazing. Like, you know. Yeah. Let's, and, let's, and, let's, i love I'm ray but
1: sorry sorry i, I jumped ahead. in there Sarah. no i'm sorry I'm, I, I'm sorry to cut you off i i, I totally get it like that, that's something i was going to say i was this company was not yeah like linkedin's got a high domain authority with um uh with google so that obviously they they um they favor those links um i, I mean I, what else can you do? Like, does it, you know, it's not just about having uh, links. You also spoke about content, right? And I think one of the things that I've seen with LinkedIn over the last couple of years, you know, having proximity to you, Dee, is because I've I've been exposed to all the latest trends with it, right? Is, I mean, I know, I, I'm asking the question, obviously, in a leading manner because I know where this is going. But, like, how how has video changed on LinkedIn? Like, people... You know, not just lives, but also video content they put up. Like, how has that really changed? Like, what does the algorithm do? Like, how does it favor all that stuff?
0: I mean, um, videos are still not the best performing on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. However, they have come a long way. So obviously with the lives, um, you know, they took a longer process. You can't go live direct on the platform. You have to use a streaming platform like Restream or StreamYard or something like that. But lives are amazing. LinkedIn audio events. So their version of Clubhouse, you know, that's still growing. So there's lots of ability to go live on the platform. The great thing about videos is it still is one of the most shareable pieces of content. So it's the one that people share the most on LinkedIn because it's easier. Um, Videos that are really sort of um, a minute and a half, maximum two and a half minutes work the best. Again, at the time of this episode recording, because like algorithms always change. Um, So, uh, and it's a great way to, A, for people to build trust, because I still think videos work. And, And also I don't really get into the whole, oh my God, you know, this bit doesn't work on LinkedIn and this bit does. And these are the algorithms. I do what I believe will just get me visible. So I try not to get into the nitty gritty of every single thing that I can and cannot and shouldn't do because done is better than perfect. So uh, for me, I believe that, you know, if you get, if you put video out there and I try and put at least one video a week, it means that people get to see you. And you know, I'm a speaker. So why wouldn't I put a video out? I'm a trainer. People need to see what I'm like when I'm communicating. So I try and put a video out. And the way I compare the impressions or the views is that, it, you know, if I get a, a third of the impressions on a video that I got on a static post, then that's still good for me because I go, there are still people watching my video. Mm. And that's good enough because, you know, it's a time factor thing, isn't it? People might not have the time or, or whatever, and it's just easier for people to read something. So text posts do work better on LinkedIn than video, but I think video will still be something that continues to improve. And I think, and I hope, I should say, I hope that Microsoft who own LinkedIn will do more with videos, like give the ability to do stuff like we can do on TikTok and you know Instagram, like LinkedIn had stories for a long time. So many of us who were massive LinkedIn fans were very upset when stories was taken away, because it was just another way to get quick content out there. Um, you know, twenty-four hours. They had all of that same concept: one-minute videos, etc. But it was just a really nice way to for cre- more creative people to do videos. So it. You know, there's definitely more videos and you'll see that. There's definite lives are, sometimes you'll see lots of people doing lives and you'll see a big downturn. Mm-hmm. The things that work really well on LinkedIn tend to be carousel posts, which are AKA PDF documents where you have different place cards and they work really well. Obviously, uh, text posts, um, uh, you know, with the right spacing, using emojis, you know, on, on LinkedIn itself now, you they've got an emoji little icon thing so you can do emojis direct on there um you can also do scheduling now on linkedin direct all that kind of stuff so lots of things have changed um um, but yeah videos i think there's still room for improvement
2: Mm. that's really interesting and what would you say is the number one mistake that you see your clients and people you work with making when it comes to linkedin
0: I think the number one mistake is not working on your profile first. So when they don't work on their profile, what happens is it doesn't matter how much great content you're putting out there. It doesn't matter how much, um, you know, how many people you're connecting with all that kind of stuff, because confused minds don't buy. Right. So if you, if they, if they're seeing all this amazing content and then they come to your profile and your profile isn't aligned with what you're talking about, then all of a sudden they go, mm, they were just talking about this, but I can't see that on their profile or their profile gives a different impression. So then they move away or they walk away. So that's the first major thing is really get your profile done first and just understand some of the settings on your profile. Like it might be the, m- the most smaller things going into your privacy and settings and turning your profile into public, you know, clicking on the public thing so that your photograph can be seen with people who you're not connected with. Mm. Doing things like making sure your profile is an open profile, which means that even people who aren't on the paid version, they can email, message you on, on LinkedIn. So there's little things like that, which makes you more accessible. So I think it's important to do that. And so understanding your that whole foundation, I think, is really key. And then the second uh, biggest mistake is consistency. Like, yeah. you know, people a lot of people that come to me, they have so many blocks around. Oh my God, this content isn't great enough. I was talking to somebody, I can't remember who it was, but yeah, the, the content isn't great enough. It isn't good enough. I need to, you know, make it better. Oh, you know, I'll do a video next week and then that next week never happens or so it's just consistency. And it's that whole thing, isn't it? How long does it take us to build something? But Mm. it's just, it's with a, it's with a click that it goes, comes Tumbling down, so make sure that you, you know, the time that you take to to build and be consistent, then that becomes second nature, because otherwise, if you're if you're consistent for a few weeks and then suddenly you go away for two weeks or three weeks and don't do anything, you're having to start from scratch again, um, because the algorithms when they know that you're putting content out, they're going ooh. We should have another piece of content coming out today from Dee or from Sarah. And it's waiting, it's waiting in the sidelines because they go, because they want to then push your content. Um, I'm going to give you a third mistake that people make and that's hashtags. They use hashtags like you would do on Instagram um, and Facebook, maybe not Facebook, but Instagram. So on LinkedIn, three to five hashtags maximum. And also think about your hashtags, Because often people go, oh, I know. So let's say I'm a LinkedIn trainer. So, you know, a lot of people like me would put in LinkedIn trainer in the hashtag. But that's where all the LinkedIn trainers are sat. So they're Mm -hmm. the ones that are watching that content. But Mm -hmm. actually, where are my audience? What hashtags are my audience following? So my audience might be following entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So I need to use the hashtag entrepreneurship so my content comes into their hashtag the one that they're following so think about what hashtags are your clients following and then put that and then obviously make your hashtags relevant to the content that you've created perfect Perfect. so yeah oh my god i could talk about this for ages as you guys know we could listen for
1: hours yeah absolutely it's really interesting because you know it's such a it's such an intricate platform and it's something that you know you can actually get some really good good connections with um obviously the the, the the big mistakes, but one nugget like if you were to share one piece of golden information about LinkedIn, something to do and a piece of advice, what would it be?
0: So my one piece of advice right now and it's something that people don't use enough, especially if you are in in, in a field where you run webinars for example or virtual presentations, is um, understand how to use LinkedIn events. Um, we have a process. So we have a done for you service. And what it does, this is the most amazing thing, especially given the three of us and what our backgrounds are. So, what it actually does, what we do is through our process of promoting your webinar, let's say a webinar, um, to your LinkedIn ideal clients. So we, we figure out what, who your ideal clients are. And then we have a campaign across four weeks where we promote your event. What, what that ends up doing is, first of all, it ends up growing your LinkedIn connections because we reach out to new people. So always be reaching out to new people. Second of all, it also helps you to build your email list because when we run a LinkedIn event, we capture their email addresses. So now everyone who's registered, so you might have 200 people registered to your webinar using LinkedIn events. Now you've got all 200 of them in your, in your email list. Now we already know that the show up rate for um, webinars is anywhere between 10 and 30%. Mm -hmm. So it means that the other 70, 90 to uh, 70 to 90% who don't show up for your webinar because life has got in the way, you've now got them in your email list. So not only are we promoting a webinar where they get to know, like, and trust you and spend some time with you and get potentially get to buy into your product so you get a potential lead from that point of view, but we also grow your list and we grow your connections. And it's all about how you use the feature LinkedIn events. And so many people are using it wrong. So my golden nugget is, or, or they're not using it at all. So my golden nugget is understand how to use LinkedIn events, because that could be a game changer, especially with webinars, because there is so much power in webinars and that isn't going anywhere. You know, people will always have time to attend a webinar. So, yeah, that's my golden nugget. And only because that's something that we, you know, in our agency, we've seen not only massively grow, but also get results faster. Excellent.
1: That is awesome. Thank you for sharing all that information. Uh, do you that's have any fair. final questions? I've got, I've got one
0: more, I've got one more go nugget on. to share, actually. Oh, and the there. other thing is just remember, share yeah, just remember box. that LinkedIn is a long-term game. Yeah. Like it's not the same as Facebook ads or any kind of paid ads. It's a long-term game. So don't expect instant results all the time, because that's not true. So, yeah. So look, it is a long-term game, right? Off like with Facebook ads, with any kind of paid ads, you get instant results with LinkedIn. It is a long-term game. So it needs long-term investment thinking from a marketing point of view. So remember that as long as you're consistent and you do the right things, it's about building relationships. You know, there's so many people out there who go, Oh yeah, you're going to get five leads in five days. Yeah, you might do, but you might not. And you might not get five leads in five days, every five days. You might not get 10 leads every month. It's, you know, it is very much around consistency. So it is a long-term game. So when you're investing in LinkedIn, just remember that it will work because they are highly qualified leads on that platform. So because they're highly qualified leads, it means that, you know, yes, it might take a bit longer for them to come to you, but they will be good leads. So yeah.
1: Anyway, I'll shut up now thank you so much there's loads of loads of nuggets coming through loads of share boxes coming out um so th- thank you so much um for sharing all that uh, amazingness about linkedin um i certainly learned a lot and i've been you know i've been around you for quite a while and i'm i'm pretty sure sarah you agree as well like some great points being uh, discussed there and and it's great to to learn so much about you uh, we should have asked more questions around the journo side of what you used to do and uh, and tv oh, no, et cetera, don't et cetera. That. but that's maybe another story for another episode. Like We'd have a fun one about that. But listen, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Remember to like, share, subscribe. We are on all the major platforms, uh, Apple, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, as well as all the other podcast platforms out there as well. And most importantly, YouTube, where you can get to see not just a podcast, you can also get to see us uh, interact. We're not in the same studio. We are in our offices and et cetera, et cetera. But uh, it's still just as much fun to be here on the Ultimate yeah. Marketing Podcast. So thank you very much to my co-host, sarah and to our very special guest for today Denita patney who we'd Ooh. love to have back would you like to come back and maybe do another episode with us that would be awesome
0: oh yeah why don't i just come on every episode how about that that, that
1: would be even better <laughs> that would be even better so thanks so much for listening and remember like share subscribe and share it with somebody who you think could benefit from having that knowledge in their lives i've been vish we've had sarah and d this has been the ultimate marketing podcast see you on the next episode